Good morning. This is Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, Barb Lampson. And with me this morning is my fellow Master Gardener, Karen Wright. Hey, Karen, the greatest thing is happening right now. The spring flowers, especially the native ones, are starting to peek their little heads up. It's just a great time to get out and observe what nature is doing for us. When we were kids, the favorite thing we used to have, this little woods near, not too far from our house on our farm, was on a hillside. It would be so full of trillium and bloodroot, and it was just the most beautiful thing. And we would go out there in the early spring and pick flowers for mom, of course. Yes. And then the violets are another spring ephemeral that would come out early and you could make jelly from those, and I do that from, for them now, but so many wonderful, beautiful flowers. I agree, and I fondly remember the violets, too. I do think that the violets we had in our woods had longer stems on them, and I wonder if it was because we had these big trees with heavy canopies, and the flower itself had to raise up higher. They had to reach for the sun, probably. I suppose they did. So we would pick those, and we'd have a nice long stem, and my mother would always put them on the table at supper time. I always was so thrilled, because I'd say, and Mom, I got those for you. <laughs> now, <laughs> you great. you also are, have <clears throat> snowdrops, which I don't. So isn't there something called snowdrops? I have Star Bethlehem. Okay. And that is one of the spring flowers that I enjoy now, because... I have it planted in my lawn. I have it planted... On purpose, or they just come up? No, I tried planting them, and and then some of them spread from the border a they little escaped. bit. escaped. Yeah, yes, that's right. But uh, Star Bethlehem, is a, it's a nice, flat, daisy-shaped flower, and when we were always mowing in May... I would be mowing them off. I never got to see them. And so now I get to see them blooming, and I think it's really, really great. I also have the Lenten Rose. This is a really interesting plant because where it's warm in some of the warmer climates, it stays green. The leaves stay on. It stays green all winter long. If we get a really big snowstorm early in November and it's covered the whole winter long, then when the snow melts very often... They're still green. They're still green, and, and it looks really nice. And they're also known as helleborus. Yeah, that's right, they are. But they send up this spike right away with a flower on it. They come in different colors. There's whites and pinks, and there's some with a... Purples and darker yeah, colors. Yeah, yes. They're beautiful. Yes, they last quite a while the flower itself. And they will even be blooming when the snow is still on the ground in many cases. So that's one of the earliest forms of nectar right. for some of our pollinators. Yes. And of course, don't forget, we, we have those bulbs that, all the way from Holland that we plant ourselves. Crocus are really great. They just, they come up right through the snow. And then... Muscari, or also known as grape hyacinth, those cute little purple ones that look yes. like little clumps of, of And they grapes. reproduce. They're, they're yes. Oh, and you can, you can put those into your lawn, too. And if you're participating in No Mow May... You'll see you, them. You'll certainly see them, and uh, and they'll do just fine. When you mow them off, they've had enough time. They've, they've gotten plenty of energy, and they'll go dormant. All of a sudden, instead of seeing just green, you will see other colors. Pops in your, of color, yeah. Yeah, in that turf grass, and you think, 
why didn't I think of this before? And of course, the tulips and the daffodils are up now. And the other one I really like is the bleeding hearts. Those are ones that come out in the spring and they're just gorgeous. And then they just kind of like a lot of spring ephemerals, they'll fade away as the summer gets warmer and then your other plants will fill in. Yeah, and if you've got them, in an isolated spot where it's not nearly so sunny and bright, there's quite a bit of shade. And if you've had plenty of rain, that root system will last, but most of the plant will die away. But mm-hmm. you'll see, you know, one of the main branches is still up there. And I right. think, oh, you brave soul, you, you know, you should go to sleep. You've done such a great <laughs> job. This was my mom's favorite plant was the bleeding heart. Just love that. And you plant. also have Dutchman britches, which are a little different. I do. They have a more of a ferny leaf on them. They don't multiply like well, don't. Uh, the bloodroot does. The bloodroot okay. will will multiply, and the reason it multiplies is because it has a shaft that is filled with seeds, and the seeds have a little white circle on them, and when they pop open, the ants come in because they can uh-huh. they can smell or sense that there's sweetness to that, they take off those seeds and they drag them around, usually in a fairly straight line, and they just eat off that white substance in that little circle around that seed, and they leave the rest there. And the next thing you know, you've got another plant. And the weirdest blooms of spring are from your gingers. They are little, yes. look like little black and green bells underneath. They're really cool, so you got to look under the leaves. But that's another early spring bloomer. And that's a fun plant for children to go discover that. And you lift up the leaves, and there it is. Well, if you'd like more information about spring-blooming plants, contact your Extension Service. This is Barb Lampson along with Karen Wright, wishing you happy spring.